Accepting lies will be the death of your soul. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, truth seekers. Today's episode of EML Radio is sponsored by Strong Start. Strong Start is a new 90-day program designed to give you the opportunity through a structured program to start living your most fulfilling life. When it comes to eating, moving, and living, there are three critical things to develop in order for you to have lasting success. And those are self-discipline, knowledge, and accountability. So after devoting over a decade of my life to coaching in nutrition and fitness and mindset, I found myself losing accountability and self-discipline. Now I know exactly what it takes to create a fit body and a mind and a spirit to live to my highest potential. But over the last year, I felt myself just slipping, which is why I decided to develop the Strong Start program. Strong Start gives you absolutely everything you need to bring order back to your life, especially in a time of great chaos like we're in right now. It's designed over a 90-day period with three 30-day phases. So phase one is designed for you to really hone in on developing self-discipline. And then phase two allows you to start using that newfound discipline to incorporate more choices into your eating and into your movement. And then phase three, man, that gives you the runway that you need to put all the newfound discipline and knowledge into place so you can sustain this progress for the rest of your life. So Strong Start works by providing you a complete program guide with exercises for absolutely every fitness level so that you know that what you're actually doing is going to produce the greatest results. And it keeps you moving in a way that is safe and that's functional for your lifestyle. It also gives you the mindset exercises to ensure that you're shifting your mind into seeking the most from yourself every single day. Because all of the exercises and all of the nutrition advice in the world won't help unless you work on building that mental toughness first. It also provides you a hardbound mindset and accountability journal so that you are writing down and tracking your progress every single day for those 90 days. And then lastly, the Strong Start Nutrition Guide uses my Colors Not Calories method in order to teach you how to eat so that you will never have to go on a diet again. Listen, Strong Start is changing my life, and it is changing the lives of countless others. And it will undoubtedly change yours too. So head on over to evfats.com and learn more about Strong Start. Just remember, it is never too late to seek out and create a better you, but you just have to start. This episode is brought to you by Copow, brighter food, brighter life. At Copow, we allow you to treat yourself to not cooking. Incredibly colorful, powerful meals delivered directly to you that taste like you're dining out, but at home. At Copow, we believe that colors taste better. We only use fresh, 
seasonal, colorful ingredients packed with all the good stuff so boring beige foods need not apply. It's nutrition that you can actually see. Nature provides incredible ingredients year-round. So if it's not in season, you're not going to find it in our food. So look, diets don't work. Food you want to eat does. Copal meals are perfectly balanced, craveably good, and help you eat right without you even knowing it. So whether you are looking to take a break from cooking just a few times per week, need business or lunchtime meals, or you're a busy family who needs a combination of meals for parents and kids, Copow has the perfect weekly meal plan for you. So just visit copow.com, that's C-O-P-O-W.com, and input your zip code to find out if Copow meals are delivered in your area. Copow, brighter food, brighter life. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of EML Radio. Uh, today's show is going to be a quick reminder and kind of a wake-up call to all of you to really stop and remember where your rights come from. There's a lot of things on my mind lately that kind of prompted this, but let me start by kind of telling you a story. So I was on a plane this week, and I was in the aisle seat, and there was a gentleman sitting in the middle uh, who was talking to a gal in the window seat. And they were talking about the vaccine, of course, right? Because I don't know if anybody anywhere is doing anything but talking about fucking COVID or the vaccine, which I got to tell you is really kind of wearing me out because it's honestly, it's just really not that fucking interesting anymore. Um, but anyway, I was sitting right next to him, so I couldn't help but hear the whole entire conversation. And the guy in the middle says to this gal, well, yeah, um, my wife and I, we really didn't want to get vaccinated. And man, we've been holding out. We held out actually just until last week. But um, there's a cruise that we want to go on. And we just realized that, man, we're never going to be able to go on a cruise again if we don't just get vaccinated. <laughs> so if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you can imagine how this went over with me. I like vomited a little bit in my mouth. I kept quiet, but in my head, I was like, I wanted to turn and say to him, wow, dude, your grandchildren are going to be so proud of you for standing up for what you believe in until you wanted to go on vacation. And then you realized, oh, you know what? That's kind of inconvenient for me to stand up for what I believe in. So you know what? I'm just not going to do that. And you know, that may seem kind of dramatic to some of you listening, especially for those of you that may not be staying really on top of how out of control our loss of rights is getting. I don't know, you kind of have to be living under a rock now in order to not be aware of what is going on and the absolute trampling of our rights. But let me just tell you, this 
was on the day that I'm reading these headlines. And I'm going to read these headlines to you. Uh, Where should I start? Oh, here's a good one. Australian Haley Hodgson was placed in a COVID internment camp despite testing negative for the virus. She was confined to a box for 14 days, offered Valium when she complained about her confinement, and then lost her job. So, of course, because I verify things that I'm reading, I clicked on it. And sure enough, she had this woman had actually posted the video of her exchange with these guards, guards, mind you, in this Australian COVID internment camp. It was it was terrifying. So that was one headline. Next headline. Germany locks down unvaccinated people as leaders plan to make shot compulsory. I got to point out. That this is actually a headline from CNN, because unlike most people, I am not tied to an ideology. I actually look at a broad array of news sources so that I actually make sure that I'm not being misled by some crazy ideology. Here's the actual story. Here's a little blib from it. Germany on Thursday announced a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated as its leaders backed plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Unvaccinated people will be banned from accessing all but the most essential businesses, such as supermarkets and pharmacies, to curb the spread of coronavirus. Wow. So I thought this whole vaccine thing was working. If all these people are vaccinated, why do we have an uptick in COVID cases? That's interesting, right? Um, Not what we're going to discuss on today's show. And then this one was This one really just kind of rattled my bones. Um, I wish that you could see it. These aren't video versions, but there is a picture of two people speaking between a fence. um, And it's just a metal kind of like almost like chain leak fence. And the headline is that a current events picture of a grocery store in a country overseas come to find out the country. I dug around on this picture a little bit. Was in Latvia. And it is a picture of people at a grocery store being separated based on their vaccination status. Okay, so are you kidding me? For one, let's just think about this is Germany. Apparently, Germany hasn't learned from their history. But all these headlines aside, and then this story, which, by the way, the story, I didn't end up saying anything to this guy. Um, He's lucky I don't drink anymore because had I had a few drinks in me, I probably would have said what I was actually thinking about his his grandchildren really wanting to thank him for giving in to what he believes in simply because it inconvenienced him and he wasn't being able to go on vacation. But what I really want to talk about, and this is a little more personal to me, is this sense that I'm getting from people that they should somehow be grateful or thankful for being allowed just basic human rights. Like the right to just go on a vacation, right? You have a right to just travel. Last time I checked, you supposedly live in a free country. And this really hits home with me because this past week, my husband was given his his religious exemption, because he's in the medical field, his religious exemption was approved. And I got to tell you that when he sent me the text message and said, my religious exemption was approved, I still have a job. Now, obviously, my first reaction 
was a big sense of relief. Um, a sense of relief for him, primarily, because this really has been, this has been really devastating to him. And I think if people just were to stop and really put themselves in the place of all of these people whose livelihood and careers and God-given talents were being, um, were at risk, that y- you would have some empathy and realize just how stressful that scenario has been. To watch it unfold for my husband has been completely heartbreaking. So, yes, I had a sense of relief. The one thing I did not have, though, was a sense of thanks or gratitude. So my text back to him, (laughs) funny enough, you can find, just so you know, you can find gifts of Stalin on your iPhone, surprisingly. So I sent him back a picture of Stalin and said, I am so thankful that Stalin is allowing you to feed your family. (laughs) Because really, stop and think about it, guys. Okay, two years ago, not even two years ago, we were told that we were going to be locked down for a couple of weeks in order to just kind of flatten the curve, right, and slow the spread. Look at how far we have come in what is about 18 months, maybe a little bit more than that. I guess we're at 22 months now. And I got to tell you, these were conversations and full-on arguments I had even with my own husband when this whole thing started. Because when this started, I was like, you just wait. This vaccine is going to be forced on everyone, even though it is still an experimental vaccine. Period. It is. That is not arguable. It hasn't been out long enough, and I'm not going to argue that on this show. And nor am I even going to say that I'm not an anti-vaxxer because that's just fucking insulting. But I'm telling you, I had this argument with my own husband because he would say, oh, my God, like, are you crazy? No, I wasn't crazy. Look at how quickly we got here. Stop and think about it. We are now acting like we should be grateful and appreciative for the ability to go to work. This is insanity. You do not need to be grateful and thanking anyone for allowing you to use your God-given talents. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's comical about this because actually just this morning before I recorded this, It was the CMS ruling, you know, for Medicare and Medicaid mandate has kind of been halted in the courts. And so we're like, well, everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief on that one. I got to tell you, I didn't. Because I'm a little more of a skeptic. And let's just say, like, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I've kind of been right since the very beginning. I don't trust any of these people. I don't trust any of these people that aren't willing to stand up for what is right. And then sure enough, like shortly after I see the headline that CMS has the um, enforcement of the mandate has been halted, even by the Biden administration, I find out from someone in our local community, not my husband, by the way, because he didn't even know that our local hospital is still moving forward with the mandate. In the middle of a healthcare worker crisis and shortage So the mandate for all of these places was just kind of they were allowing the government to be like, oh, well, you know what? We don't really have a choice. And now I'm actually sorry 
I'm sorry that I stood up at a rally with our local legislators and said, like, I understand our local hospital's hands are tied and they probably don't want to enforce this mandate. I actually said that. And now the very today come to find out that they're moving forward with this mandate, even though it has been halted in the courts. God, this is why I wasn't like singing praise to the almighty healthcare gods for allowing my husband to continue to work. Now, this is not my fight, because if it was, I got to tell you guys, I would have been like pound sand. I do not need to describe or lay out my religious beliefs to anybody in order for me to go to work. But it's not my career and it's not my job. It's my husband's. Um, But I do have kind of a dog in this fight. This is our family. I've been married for 25 years. Not to mention throughout this past year, I watched my husband be stripped of his title of director of interventional radiology and all sorts of other things, repercussions. You know what based on? Based on things I post on social media or things I say on a podcast. You've got to be kidding me. So I want to, I want to caution everybody out there. I want you to stop and think for a minute. What are you doing when you're acting as if you're appreciative for the ability to go to work? You're appreciative for the ability to pay your bills. What are you thinking? And it's worth, yeah, it's, it's really worth mentioning here too that although my husband was granted his religious exemption, I got to tell you, on that same day, I received several direct messages from nurses. Now, not nurses in our community, but nurses in other communities, one other somewhere else in Idaho and two out of state, that both, that all three sent me messages saying that their religious exemptions were refused. Now, I don't know whether they were valid or not. That's really not my place to judge. But you got to wonder if someone doesn't have as good a writing skills or if someone doesn't have an attorney in their corner or can't afford an attorney to represent them, what happens to those people? What happened to all the what happens to all the people that already lost their job? Oh, you know what? Now we're just going to stop the mandate. Hopefully that is what happens because that's one little battle that we won in this war. Hopefully we win that battle in the long run. But what happens to all those people that can't pay their mortgage, have already lost their car, can't afford groceries? What happens to those people? I'm not in that position, but there's a lot of people are. And this is just not right. So just like the guy sitting next to me on the plane who just didn't want to be inconvenienced, so he completely sacrificed what he believes in? Are you doing that? And if you are, I got to tell you something. That when you sacrifice what you believe in, the person that pays the biggest price for that is you. I'll tell you what, I sleep soundly at night and not because any of this has been easy. No, quite the contrary. I sleep soundly at night because I refuse to be quiet and accept lies as the truth. 
from the very beginning of all of this. You guys will probably remember if you've listened to me for any amount of time. When the whole mask thing came out, what did I say? I was like, I'm not wearing that because I don't believe in it. And (laughs) there's no science behind it. And other people's argument was, well, you know what? I just wear it because it makes other people feel good. It makes other people feel safe. Well, you know what? My response was, fuck that. Not because I don't have a responsibility to other people, but because I have a responsibility to tell other people the truth. Not to go along with a lie to make them feel better. I sleep good at night because I will accept the consequences of telling the truth. And I will never sell out by buying into a lie. Buying into lies like that, guys, no matter what it is. And believe me, I've been, I got to tell you, I I have bought into my own lies at different times of my life. Look, I came out and told everybody a couple weeks ago, like I went away and I had to stop drinking. Forever, I had been buying into my own lie that I kind of had control over my alcohol use. I didn't. And it was eating away at my soul. And you know what? As soon as you stop buying into lies, you live in truth and you are completely free. Your conscience is free. You live with integrity. And I got to tell you, those of us that are living in truth and refuse to pretend like lies are truth, we sleep good at night. We can look at the look in the mirror and no matter how rough things are or stressful, how stressful things are, we can look at ourselves and go, you know what? The truth feels really, really good. So this whole time. We've been slowly, incrementally buying into lie after lie after lie because supposedly it doesn't affect us. Or you know what? If it makes other people feel good, that's okay. Or you know what? Well, then it'll just kind of bring all this to an end and we can get back to our normal lives. Or it's not convenient for me. Or you know what? I don't have time for this. I don't have an interest because it's too stressful. We've been accepting these little tiny drips of lies over and over and over again and look at where we were at. If you need to go back and listen to the beginning of this when I read you those headlines. Did you think that when you just started to go along with the narrative, even though kind of deep inside you probably knew it wasn't the truth or maybe you thought it was the truth. And now, unless you're living under a rock, you realize that it wasn't. Accepting lies will be the death of your soul. And if you don't think that your voice matters or you don't think that like it really matters if just you're just one person, right? This guy next to me, he's just one person that wants to go on a cruise. I get it. But I got to do some little math for you. And this is so great. This comes from my remote, distant, who doesn't even know I exist, mentor, Jordan Peterson. This is just so good from one of his one of his talks. He had said, you know, the next time you think like you're just one person amongst seven billion, it's really easy to let your yourself off the hook as if you really don't matter. Like, what does it matter if you speak up? What does it matter if you just give in to what you don't want to do because you want to go on vacation? Why does it matter? Thinking of yourself as one in 7 billion is a cop out. Here's some really easy math for you. 
to completely change the way you appreciate what an impact you really have in the world and the importance of you standing up for what is right and what is true. So you have met or know a thousand people in your life. You'll know more than that in your whole entire lifetime. You're one person, you know a thousand people. Each one of those people will also know a thousand people. So given those numbers, let me tell you something. You are one person away from influencing one million people. You are two people away from influencing or having a difference in a billion people's lives. You matter. What you do, you're standing up for what is right no matter what the cost. You're having integrity. It matters. And until all of us agree that we are no longer going to accept lies, we are no longer going to bow to the gods of government that tell you what you can and cannot do, how you can actually keep your job. Until every one of us stand up, this doesn't end well, guys. This gets deeper and deeper and darker and darker. And then I'll kind of leave you with this. There's, I see kind of two two different camps of people when I'm out and about or talking to friends or even just talking to people in the general public. It's like there's those people that kind of are like, you know what? I think all of this is just going to get better. I'm just kind of biding it. I'm biding time. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of waiting it out because I really do think it's going to get better. And then there's those of us that are like, you know what? Unless people really stand up for what's right, this doesn't end well. You know, the differences between those two people, two camps of people, is that some of us actually know about human behavior and we know a lot about history and the others don't. If you can't see the direction that this is headed, then what I suggest, and I really do suggest this in all earnestness, is you need to start reading some historical books about what has happened, even in the last 100, 150 years. I'll give you some suggestions. Uh, ordinary men. If you wonder, if you, if you try to stand up and say, you know what, like the things that happened during Nazi Germany or during World War II, the atrocities that were happening, I would never, ever be a party to that. Then I highly encourage you to read Ordinary Men because you are being naive. When you look at historical events, you need to not look at them from the outside view as if you're just some third-party observer. You need to look at those events and read about those events as if that were you. So ordinary men, highly recommend. A big undertaking of reading would be the Gulag Archipelago. Now, most of you probably aren't going to read that. There is an abridged version. Um, I haven't read the abridged version, but start there. Um, some current books that really will kind of open your eyes to the trouble of groupthink and going against what your gut instinct and going against what the truth is and kind of accepting little lies. A great book is by Douglas Murray, and that is the book, The Madness of Crowds. Absolutely fantastic. And then you'll kind of be surprised by this one because I don't really usually recommend much fiction, but there is a book that I just read back in September that is phenomenal. It is called The Tears of Amber, 
And that is fantastic work of fiction. It's historical fiction. So the two main characters in it are actual real characters. Um, but then it's fictional from there on out. But it's about uh, families in, like kind of at the towards the end of World War II in Prussia. So and plus, it's just an absolutely gloriously written, very romanticized language. It's just beautifully written. So if you still think that all of this is all just going to kind of go away quietly and you just need to like mind your own business and put your head down or pretend like this doesn't affect you, I got to tell you, you need to start reading some books and wake up. And for those of you that have been given religious exemptions or medical exemptions or whatever else who have been kind of forced to disclose your medical history or your religious beliefs to your employer, I got to tell you, stop being grateful. Like you can be relieved. I get that. I get it. But don't be grateful. The fucking government in this country doesn't give you, tell you whether or not that you can actually get up and go to work and feed your family. That's absurd. Your rights were given to you by God. Remember that. So here's the truth I'm going to leave you with today. If you accept lies knowingly and pretend that they are the truth, there is nothing, nothing that you aren't willing to go along with or believe. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you next time.